Cunegonde went to take a walk in a little neighbouring wood which was called a park, she saw through the bushes the sage Dr Pangloss, giving a lesson in experimental physicality to her mother's chambermaid, a little brunette, very pretty and very obedient. As Miss Cunegonde had a great disposition for the sciences, she observed with the utmost attention the experiments which were repeated before her eyes. She saw clearly the doctor's sufficient reason, the causes and effects, and returned quite agitated, quite pensive, and filled with the desire for knowledge, dreaming that she might be a sufficient reason for young Candide, and he for her. On her way back she happened to meet the young man. She blushed. He blushed also. She wished him a good morning in a faltering voice, and Candide replied without knowing what he said. The next day, as they were rising from dinner, Cunegonde and Candide found themselves behind a screen. Cunegonde dropped her handkerchief. Candide picked it up. She innocently took hold of his hand, and he as innocently kissed hers, with a warmth, a sensibility, a grace all his own. Their lips met, their eyes sparkled, their knees trembled, their hands strayed. The baron chanced to come by. He beheld the cause and effect, and without hesitation saluted Candide with some notable kicks on the backside and drove him out of doors. Cunegonde fainted away, and as soon as she came to herself, the baroness boxed her ears. Thus a general consternation was spread over this most magnificent and most agreeable of all possible castles. Chapter 2 What Befell Candide Among the Bulgarians Candide, thus driven out of this terrestrial paradise, rambled a long time without knowing where he went. Sometimes he raised his eyes, all bedewed with tears, toward heaven, and sometimes he cast a melancholy look toward the magnificent castle, where dwelt the fairest of young baronesses. He laid himself down to sleep in a furrow, heartbroken and supperless. The snow fell in great flakes, and in the morning, when he awoke, he was almost frozen to death. However, he made shift to crawl to the next town, which was called Wald Berghof Traub Dickdorf, without a penny in his pocket, and half dead with hunger and fatigue. He took up his stand at the door of an inn, he had not been long there before two men dressed in blue fixed their eyes steadfastly upon him. Faith, comrade, said one of them to the other, yonder is a well-made young fellow of the right size. Upon which they made up to Candide, and with the greatest civility and politeness invited him to dine with them. Gentlemen, replied Candide with the most engaging modesty, you do me much honour, but upon my word I have no money. Money, sir, said one of the blues to him. "'Young persons of your appearance and merit never pay anything. "'Why, are not you five feet five inches high?' "'Yes, gentlemen, that is really my size,' replied he, with a low bow. "'Come then, sir, sit down along with us. "'We will not only pay your reckoning, "'but will never suffer such a clever young fellow as you to want money. "'Men were born to assist one another.' "'You are perfectly right, gentlemen.' said Candide. This is precisely the doctrine of Master Pangloss, and I am convinced that everything is for the best. 
His generous companions next entreated him to accept of a few crowns, which he readily complied with, at the same time offering them his note for the payment, which they refused, and sat down to table. "'Have you not a great affection for—' "'Oh, yes, I have a great affection for the lovely Miss Cunegonde.' "'Maybe so,' replied one of the blues. "'But that is not the question.' We ask you whether you have not a great affection for the king of the Bulgarians. For the king of the Bulgarians, said Candide. Oh, Lord, not at all. Why, I never saw him in my life. Is it possible? Oh, he is a most charming king. Come, we must drink his health. With all my heart, gentlemen, said Candide, and off he tossed his glass. Bravo! cried the blues. You are now the support, the defender, the hero of the Bulgarians. Your fortune is made. You are in the high road.